Welcome, welcome, welcome. I am Linda Beard, author of the upcoming book and podcast host of Bold Enough. Thank you, thank you, thank you for allowing me to come into your world. We have been talking about Bold Enough to Love. We spoke about loving yourself first, and today we're going to talk about friendship and family love. So then I had to begin to look around um, about how do I, how do I love my friends? So I think about the friend in high school that I walked away from, walked away from because I was uncomfortable what love looked like. So I began to do measurements in my mind about Who are my closest friends and the circle of my friends? Do they love me? And do I really love them for who they are? Or is this an exchange of what we can do for each other and what we like to do is something in common so we kind of hang out? And some of them were hangout buddies. But now I look at a deeper love for my friends and I ask myself this question. Will I love them unconditionally and work things out and have their best interest in mind? And likewise, if I was in a burning building, would they love me enough to make sure that I get out as well? Would they take a bullet for me? Would I take a bullet for them? You don't think about friendship being that deep. But that's what a friend, that's who a friend is. Otherwise, they're acquaintances. Wow. (laughs) Think about that. I, I had to narrow my circle. It's. If you have a hundred friends that you can say, if I'm in a burning building, they would come and get me if they saw that I was not right there with them. If you have a hundred friends that would do that, then wow, you are really, really blessed. But in reality, we have to look at friendship differently because not everyone has the ability to love that deep that they would sacrifice some things for you. Now, I'm not saying that, again, that we are going to have an unhealthy friendship in a way that it doesn't make sense. But think about this. When I say if you're in a burning building, of course, we don't know if we're in a building burning actually what's going to happen. But our intent and our depth of our friendship We would want to say, without a shadow of doubt, that would be our intent, is to go get that other person, to warn that other person if there was harm coming. But it surely isn't the gossip. It surely isn't, you know, saying one thing in front of who is your friend and then saying something differently 
behind their backs. And so friendship, I can truly say that I have a circle of friends that to the best of our knowledge and the uh, the best of our power that we have, that we've got each other's back. And that's not a large number of friends. But loving yourself is making sure that you have people around you that are supportive. A couple of weeks ago, we had Barbara Jackson on, who was the vessel that helped me to be bold enough to heal. Because she told me I was detached. That's a friend. They also tell you what you don't want to hear. But I'm here today sharing this to this audience because of that friend. And that's a friend that I have no doubt would pull me out of that fire. I have no doubt. I know. Bold enough to love has many components to it. Loving yourself, getting that right circle of friends that that love you for who you are, not what you have, not what you can do for them, but for who you are. And will keep your stuff confidential. That's a friend. And then we get to how do you love again? Love again in terms of that romantic relationship. Now, remember, I have not had a relationship in my mind except one where I was vulnerable one time and left me in a state of very brokenness. That relationship broke my heart. And so I went into a 29-year marriage because I was people-pleasing my parents because they felt you're old enough that you should have someone providing and taking care of you. And I also had a small child, and that child needed a father figure, and his paternal father was not in his life. So again, I was in these relationships for all kinds of reasons. My very first relationship was because both families thought we would be good together. (laughs) And that relationship went on way, way too long. So I was happy when that person cheated and was doing other things because I did not want it in the first place. The second one I did, and then the third one was under false pretense. I thought he was someone that he wasn't. So I hadn't had a good run, and then you add in the 29-year marriage, I have had not had a good run in romantic relationships. But you know what? One thing that I have not done still today, I have not bashed men or have put all men in the bucket that all men cheat. So when I look at social media today and 
I see all the bashing going on. All women are this or all men are that. That tells me the people that are out there making those statements need to heal. They need to be bold enough to heal so they can be bold enough to love again. They're not healed. And we were, we were created for physical touch, to be loved, and to be hugged. I haven't, I didn't experience it, you know, prior to that. But then after my divorce, I met a guy, a great guy. For whatever reason, not knowing initially, because I am not one to easily trust, and particularly with my record of relationships. But nevertheless, there was something special about this man that I instantly trusted him. And we had a companionship that even today, as I think about him, he is such a great friend, a friend in my circle. What he taught me was how to love. And he he did not do anything where he said, you're detached or, you know, what's your problem? He himself at his core represents love. He grew up in a household where I love you was said, that when you come and go, big hugs were given. He knew what love is and the value of being able to love gives in a person's life. And so what he did for me is he showed me that I could be vulnerable, talk about anything, and I would not be judged. He loved me and still does as a friend for who I am. Then he showed me in his family unit how love is shown. And remember, I didn't come from that lovey-touchy situation. In fact, as I grew older and moved away from my family, I only saw them once or twice a year. But he showed me the value of staying connected to your family and loving your family, hugging your family. I was so different in how I was interacting with my son. He was an adult then, but now I say, I love you. Now I give him big hugs. When I see my siblings, I want to be with them. I want that quality time. I value it. I realize life is too short. I am not leaving them without saying, I love you. And I'm greeting them with a hug because now I know what love is like and how it feels. That man was an angel to me because he showed me not only what love is, 
but I easily organically gave love back in a way that I've never, ever experienced before. He went a step further and encouraged me to reach out to high school friends that I haven't connected with in years, and particularly a couple of those friends because of conversations that we've had. As an older adult, I just wiped my past away in a lot of different areas, and I don't even know why. But I reconnected with a couple of old friends from high school, and they are a blessing in my life, and I love them dearly, and they love me. So on this journey, I've, I love myself first. I love my family. I've always loved my family, but now they see a different person, but it was the person that I was at the core to be. And I can love freely. And now I've, I've kind of started, everybody's kind of saying, I love you. Not just because of me, but we've also lost some siblings over the last couple of years. And we wished we would have shown more love. So love, love, love yourself first. Love your family. Love your friends. And remember, a friend is someone of substance that's going to be there for you unconditionally. Everybody else is an acquaintance. And you set your boundaries. 